Amen. Father, Lord, we thank you and we praise you for your word. We pray that you will speak into our lives. Release grace and anointing in this place that will make the proclamation of your word effective. Thank you, Father. Every resistance to the preaching of God's word, every critical spirit that rise against the proclamation of your word, we bind them in the name of Jesus and we take victory and God's people said, Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Today's message is titled, Don't Quit. Don't Quit. Tell your neighbor, don't quit. Don't quit. Amen. Well, we read from God's word. Jeremiah hears a question from God in response to a question raised by Jeremiah himself. Jeremiah lives in a setting where things that are going around him is falling apart. The social issues that the country is facing, the moral issues that the nation is facing, all these things creates question in his heart. Jeremiah was handpicked by God himself. God told him, before you were formed in your mother's womb, I have chosen you and I have ordained you. He gave him the promise that I will put my word in your mouth and you will speak what I want you to speak. The assignment was very clear. It was not an easy assignment, but God made it very clear to Jeremiah. God told him, I am ordaining you to uproot, to destroy, to build. And I want you to be a person who is a straight shooter. Speak as is. That was the, or, that was the assignment that God had given Jeremiah. And as he starts his ministry and as he moves forward, he sees all these distractions around him. He looks at the prosperity of the wicked around him. And he has a question deep down in his heart. He's asking God, God, if you are a just God, if you're a righteous God, why do you allow such things to prosper? In your justice, in your righteousness, why don't you curb such evil and evil forces? Well, these kind of questions can also pop in our minds when we are affected and impacted by our surroundings. Our surroundings and the environment around us has a way of impacting our lives and influencing our lives. So all the more it is important that we have a higher attitude, a godly mindset. It's a higher attitude that would allow us to go into a higher altitude. And what kind of an attitude are we talking about? An attitude not of the world. 
a mindset that is not oriented and fashioned by the world, but rather a mindset that is fashioned and reoriented by the word of God. And that kind of a mindset will carry us into a higher altitude in the realms of God. And as Jeremiah is struggling with things that are going around, you and I also can identify with him when we look around the society, when we look around what's happening all around us and how it impacts us or how it would impact our next generation. Well, it's okay when you have a question to come to God and lay it down before him like Jeremiah does. And as Jeremiah pours out his complaint to God with question marks, why, 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 God answers his question with another question. That's the word that we read. And this is what God tells him. If you have raised with men on foot, and they have worn you out. How can you compete or contend with horses? If you stumble in a safe country, how will you manage in the thickets of by the Jordan? So what God does is, he raises a question which creates an awareness in him to understand what God was saying. So God uses a picture in his mind so that he can identify with this particular solution or the question that God is raising. The picture is, God is telling him, listen, right now it's as if you are racing with footmen. In other words, as if you are racing with foot soldiers or an athlete. Imagine you running with athletes. And he's saying, listen, and they have worn you out, meaning you are tired now. But if that's the case, how are you going to compete with horses? You know, speed is measured, power is measured in different ways. And the speed of a footman or an athlete is not par with the speed of horses. The horses run much more faster. So God is telling him, hey, if you're going to run with the footmen and they're going to tire you down, how are you move into the next level of competition when the competition is going to be stronger? It is going to be tougher. How are you going to manage it? And God uses a second picture for him. And the second picture being, he's saying, if the country that you're living in is dubbed as a safe place to live, and if you are wearied and you're tired in that particular country with the challenges that you are facing, with the assault that's coming against you, the assault of words and the assault of fists, if that's coming against you and that has wearied you down, how would you survive in the thickets of Jordan where wild beasts, they hide? This is what God is saying. In today's language, it's something like this. 
If God were to tell us, he would tell us, listen guys, if you are running against athletes in your country, and that has tired you down, how would you run with guys who have a Mustang? How many of you guys have a Mustang? You don't have a Mustang? Nobody has a Mustang? You know, if you have a Mustang, you'll zoom in past the eye. And God is saying, you can't compete with him if you are going to fail in this round. If you want to move to that round, you got to win in this round. If living in America, the safest place to live, if you feel intimidated here, what if you have to go to Somalia? This is what God is saying. So when God is raising this question, he focus, he brings Jeremiah's focus into three phases of his life. Number one, his status quo. Right now, where are you, Jeremiah? Number two, what God does is he reminds him of his past accomplishments. He tells him, look back. And then what God does is, he gives him a preview of what's in store for him. Praise God. When you come to him, God gives you, he lets you know where you are. As far as Jeremiah was concerned, he was tired. He was beat up. He was ready to give up. So God starts dealing with this heart saying, Jeremiah, I understand that you are worn out. I understand that you are tiring down. I understand your complaint. I can understand the uphill battle that you are facing, that you are living in your own country and your brethren are intimidating you. Your brethren are threatening you. They are devising plans to kill you. Verse 6 and 7. When you read that, that's what it says there. But God is saying, I want you to look into the past accomplishment. Up to this point, you were running with the footmen. Praise God. What are our past accomplishments? When you look back into our lives, we can see that in the past, we have competed. And we have, where, we have come to where we are because we have overcome every obstacle in the past. The reason that you are here is because you overcome the hurdles that tend to intimidate you then, the fears that inhibited you then, you overcame them. Do you remember those things that intimidated you? Do you remember those challenges that you faced in your life? Do you remember the hurdles that you faced in your life? Well, you are here at this point because you overcame. You were running with the footmen and you have come to the stage. Praise God. But now, Jeremiah, I understand that you are worn out. Praise God. See, in life, you and I will go through challenges in our lives. 
where we come to the place where we want to throw in the towel, where we want to say, you know what, I want to give up, where you want to call it quits, where the pressures of life is too much to handle, the pressures at work are too much to handle, the pressure that builds on the inside, the pressure that builds on the outside, when they are building up, when the fever is spiking up on you, you want to call it quits, but God is saying, hey, wait. Just think, how did you reach to this point? How did you come to this particular point? Is it because there was no struggles in your life that you reached this point? Was your life carefree? Is that what has brought you to this point? Is it because everything was fine and dandy in your life and you had a smooth sailing in your life that you have reached this point? No. It's through every storm, through every battles, through every struggles, we have come to this point. And at this point, you don't want to call it quits. See, regardless of what arena the struggle is, for some, it's the struggle in their home, in their family life. It's the disagreement between the spouses. It's the dysfunctional family at home. It's the struggle with bringing up children. It's the struggle with having rebellious children. For some, it's the, it's the pressure at workplace. For some, it's the tiring that comes by being in ministry. For some, when there is a delay in gratification, where you and I are looking for an instant gratification, a quick solution, a quick answer, an immediate answer, when things get Delayed. Praise God. We have a tendency, we want to call it quits. Praise God. Even those people who are involved in doing good for others, you know, they also can get what? Weary in doing good. Praise the Lord. People who try to do good for others. Paul, writing to the Galatians, says, And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Praise God. Even when you're doing something good, when you're trying to help someone out, when you're involved in noble tasks, when you're involved in blessing others, when you're involved in helping others, when you're involved in compassionate ministry, when you're helping, when you're involved in building others up, when you're, when you're involved in the work of God, even when you're involved in doing things inside the church. Sometimes things can go what? You can get tired because the intentional results are not seen. And Paul, talking to the Galatians, says, let us not be weary in well-doing. Don't get tired. Well, what? For in due season, we shall reap. What's the due season? D-U-E. The due season for each activity is different. The due season for each person is different. 
the due season in God's calendar for each person is different. You cannot compare your due season with someone else's due season. Everyone have their own seasons. We all live in the same season as now we are entering into fall. But that's not what we are talking about. The season of your life. When you go through a season of struggle. When you go through a season of pain. When you go through a season of separation. When you go through a season of grief. When you go through a season of gloom, I want to tell you this morning, if you're going through any one of these seasons, God's word says there is a due season coming. In other words, you are not going to stay where you are, but you're going to come out of it. You're going to get out of it. God's going to push you out of it. God's going to bring you out of it. Every day is not a gloomy day. Every Every day is not a, it's not a day when things are supposed to be down. There is a day coming when your joy, when your victory, when your conquest, when your celebration, when your festivity is going to break out. Praise the Lord. So don't be gloomy about it. Don't get tired about it. But keep on plotting. Keep on pressing on. Keep on pushing. Praise God. Don't get weary. There is a due season with your name on God's calendar. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. For in due season, we shall what? Reap. Praise God. Hallelujah. But make sure that you do what? You faint not. Praise God. Tell your neighbor the reaping season is at hand. Praise God. And God wants you to be there when the reaping takes place. Praise God. Paul says, if we faint not. Praise God. No, you can't faint now. You're in the heat of the battle. Praise God. You have to come through out of it. Praise God. For God has a season planned for you and for me. Where it's going to be a season of reaping. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. In the meantime, you have to do what? You have to run with the horses. Meaning that there are greater challenges that await us. You know, Jesus talks straight. He told his disciples, you have trials and tribulation in this world. Praise God. Hallelujah. When you and I go through problems, don't forget, don't think, just because you're a Christian, just because you ask Christ to come into your life, you live a problem-free life. No, that's not what it is. Jesus said, you have trials, tribulation in this world, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Praise the Lord. God has not told anyone that I'm going to shelter you from problems. No, he's not going to shelter you from problems. 
problems. What he's saying is, when you go through problems in your life, remember, I am with you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, the church and the world, the believer and the unbeliever, everyone will go through problems in their lives. Everybody will go through disappointments in their lives. Everybody will go through pain in their lives. Everybody will go through struggles in their life. Praise God. Is God God powerful enough to keep you away from any one of these problems? Yes, God is powerful, but he chooses not to shelter you from problems. But what he says is, I will let you go through problems. I will let you go through challenges. I will let you go through struggles. And as you go through the struggles, I will let the world see how you handle struggle. I will let the world see how you handle pain. I will let the world see how you can be a winner after everything that you have gone through. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. When the world is ready to throw in the towel, when the intensity and the pressure rises in their lives, a child of God sits through it, stands through it, goes through it, and as he goes through it, he shows the world without uttering anything that I can still go through this and still love God. My love for God is not based on my surroundings. My love for God, my allegiance to God, my loyalty to God is not based on the goodies. It's based on the love relationship. Praise God. That's why Job could say, I have only heard about you. Now my eyes have seen you. Praise God. Hallelujah. What is it that keeps us ticking? What is it that keeps the children of God ticking? Well, isn't it the promise that God gives us? What is he saying? Fear not, I am with thee. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen thee. I will help thee. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. In other words, he's saying that, listen, don't be afraid. I am with you. I am with you. It's the God factor. It's the God equation. It's the God element that makes you different from everybody else. Praise the Lord. So don't lose focus of the God factor in you. When God lets you run with the footman, do you know what he's doing? He's preparing you to run with the Mustangs. He's preparing you to run with the horses. In other words, what he's doing is, he's developing your stamina. He's making sure that your tenacity, your enduring power, your perseverance, your patience 
increase us so that you can move into the next realm of competition. As you move into the next realm of competition, the grace of God, the glory of God that is exhibited through your life tells the world that you are made with something else, that there is a power that is with you that allows you to go through what you're going through, yet come out in one piece. We got so many testimony in the house. People who have gone through struggles. People who have gone through pain. People who have gone through sufferings. Yet still in faith. Stronger than ever before. Yet committed much more than ever before. That it causes the world to look at them baffled and saying, how in the world do you go through this with a smile on your face? Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Yes. God is saying, listen, you know, you have to run with the horses or you have to go for a stronger, a fiercer battle in life, you cannot just simply give up. Praise God. Hallelujah. While many struggle to run with horses, some outrun horses. Praise God. Look at the level that God is talking about. Number one, God is saying that I've called you and I've ordained you and I've empowered you and I'm going to be with you. Praise God. Are you going to run? Are you, where are you today? Are you running with the footmen? Number two, where are you today? Are you tired? Are you disappointed? Are you ready to give up? Praise God. Three, God is saying that I want you to muster strength. And I want you to move into the next realm where you're going to be running with horses. Praise God. Or a greater challenge in life. Praise God. You know, it's not easy. While many struggle to run with horses, some outrun horses. Is that possible? Praise God. Then the Lord gave special strength to Elijah. He tucked his cloak into his belt and ran ahead of Hayab's chariot all the way to the entrance of Jezreel. Impossible! Impossible! How can a human being run ahead of the royal chariot? There is only one answer. One version said, the hand of the Lord came upon Elijah. Another version says, the power of God came upon Elijah. He tucked his belt and he started running. 
Praise God. Now you're running. All this time you were running. Now there is something else about you, Elijah. I see a new speed. I see a new force. And I realize it's not a natural force. It's not a trained force. It's a supernatural force. It's the power of God. It's the hand of God that is upon him. That causes him to run. To run before the chariot. Before the horse. The royal horse. Faster, faster before the Bible says when you study, it's around 12 miles. He ran ahead of the horses. Praise God. After serving God from morning to evening on a natural course, he must be dead tired. Praise God. But God's hand came upon him. Praise God. God knows how much you can take. God knows how much power you have. God knows how much strength you have. And when he realizes that you can pull it through your own strength, when he realizes that you can cut it with your own stamina, when he realizes that you can do this by yourself, uh, praise God, the hand of God comes upon him. Praise God and gives him the supplement boost that he needs uh, praise God which is a supernatural boost to outrun the horses praise God God has not called any one of us to live a defeated life uh, to live a complaining life to live a cussing life uh, but he has called you and me to run and move to the next realm and when you're running and when you're doing well he says it's time for you to move into the next realm when you're doing well then he said it's time for you to move into the next realm praise God hallelujah each test in life prepares you for a new victory each victory in life prepares you for a new test and on and on it goes praise God hallelujah Praise God. Hallelujah. Yes, what you can do by your strength. What I can do by my strength. But what we cannot do with our cumulative strength. Praise God. God's power can do through you and me. Praise God. Can you imagine? Ahab on the chariot on the fastest chariot in Israel as he zooms past going to the city of Jezreel and he looks and he sees this figure that's outrunning him he looks at him and says how in the world it's possible that's what God wants you to do that's what God wants to do in your life he wants the world to look at you and wonder what makes you tick Hallelujah. What makes you praise? What makes you worship? What makes you serve Him? What makes you declare the goodness of God? Would you allow the struggles, the challenges of your life to declare to the world that there is a power that is sustaining me through this. And there is a power that's going to bring me 
and there is a power that would allow me to outrun the forces of this world. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Interesting, ain't it? Praise God. This man who outran the chariot of Ahab. Praise God. You think Ahab would say, hey man, thank God it's raining now. The rain has come back. It's proven that you are a man of God. And Ahab would say, come on, man, come in. I'll give you a ride. No, none of those things happen. Praise God. But God prepares a special ride for his servant who outran the horses of Ahab. The Bible says Ahab, praise God, we don't see in the Bible, Ahab offering a ride for Ahab, for, for Elijah, but God sent his fiery chariots from heaven in the dew season and gave him a lift all the way up into a higher altitude. Praise God. So what do we say? We tell our neighbor, don't quit. Don't quit. Praise God. The due season is at hand. Praise God. Don't, don't be disappointed with the race that's going on. God's going to sustain me. If God has put me in the race, he's going to sustain me in the race. If he's going to sustain me in the race, he will help me to overcome in the race. And I will move into the next realm where I will be victorious there also. Why? Because the victor is the one who said, I will never leave thee, nor would I ever forsake thee. So what are we asking for this morning? This is what we are asking for. Praise God. Don't pray for task equal to your power. Pray for power equal to your task. Praise God. What are you praying for? Are you praying, Lord, you know, I don't have much strength. I can't do it. So why don't you just, you know, lighten the load? Praise God. Don't pray for a lighter burden, but pray for a stronger shoulder. Tell him, Lord, I want a stronger shoulder. Give me a stronger shoulder. Praise God. Give me that grace to linger in your presence. Lord, I used to linger one minute. I used to linger five minutes. I used to linger ten minutes. When I lingered in your presence for ten minutes, it felt as if it was an old hour. Now, Lord, it's time, Lord. Give me that sustaining power. I want to linger in your presence. Longer, Lord, longer, so that you can download something into me. Praise God. When you linger in his presence, he downloads his power. He downloads his grace. He downloads this anointing that makes you sharp, sharper than before, sharper than ever, sharper than all the challenges. He makes the difference in you that can cut, that can make the difference. You have the cutting edge with you because he said he has given the Holy Spirit to you and to me. And with that cutting edge, you and I can persevere and become overcomers. Praise the Lord. So say, Lord, I want power.
equal to the task. I don't ask for a lighter load, Lord. Give me a stronger shoulder. Praise God. Give me a greater anointing. Praise God. So that I can outrun the powers of this world and come out in flying colors. All eyes closed. We're going to pray. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Where are you, my friend? Where are you? Are you in a place where you're coming to the Lord? God encourages that. You can come to Him. You can come to Him with your pain. You can come to Him with your complaints. Yes, come to Him. Unload it at His feet. Tell Him as is. Tell Him how you feel. Tell Him what's bugging you. Tell Him what's bothering you. If the success of people around you are bothering him, bothering you, tell him, Lord, how come they are successful and I'm not? How come they are blessed and I'm not? How come that they are prosperous and I am not? To be candid with him. When you're candid with him, God starts dealing with you. God is going to be candid with you. He's going to tell you as is. Praise God. He's not going to put you down. When God is through with you, whether it's through his word, whether it's through his power, whether it's through his anointing, whether it's through his anointing, whether it's through his comforting presence, praise God. You're going to get up as a new person. Praise God. He's not going to condemn you. He's going to tell you, look back. Look back. Haven't I brought you thus far? You have not come here by yourself. If I brought you thus far, don't you think that I can lead you even into the future? He who has begun a good work in you. His aim is faithful and is able to bring it to fruition unto the day of the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God. He's a faithful God that's not going to let you down. Where are you? Are you running with the footmen? Are you ready to give up? God is preparing you for the next round of battle. Praise God. Would you tell Him, Lord? Give me the strength. Give me the power. Give me the anointing. What I can do in my natural strength, I can do it with your power, with the supernatural strength. Lord, here I am. I allow your hand to come upon me. Praise God. I allow your power to come upon me. Lord, I allow your grace to fall upon me. Take over. Take over. And let me run this race successfully. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Talk to him. Talk to him. Praise you. Tell him, Lord, give me that power that I need for my task. And I will serve you faithfully. I will keep running for you. I will keep speaking for you. I will keep acting for you. I will keep working for you. I will keep serving for you. 
My Father, we thank you and we praise you. We yield our lives to you this morning. Lord, we pray that you would give us the perseverance, the strength to stay in the heat of the battle so that you can bring us out successfully, victoriously. We pray that none of us will faint, but we would allow and will wait for the due season of God where we will reap great harvest. To Christ be the glory. In Jesus' name.